Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Jeremy Scuffins Podcast Radio Show. Coming to you on this Friday, September the 25th, 2020. Hopefully it finds you staying safe and staying sweaty all at the same time. Today's episode, we are going to do a deep dive into the world of intermittent fasting, answering your questions, kind of rehashing some of the things we've talked about in the past. I know we have an episode called, I think it's Intermittent Fasting 101, and then the three biggest mistakes I see people make when they are fasting. I'm going to kind of brush over those things and then go a little bit deeper here answering the questions that you have asked uh, via Instagram and then all the ones I've got on our new program, which obviously the timing is working out perfect, as our 28-day intermittent Intermittent Fasting for Fat Loss Challenge is kicking off here in about eight days. So it starts on October the 5th, but we close on the registration early so we can get everybody in the group and make sure everybody has the proper emails and all the documents that they need to start kicking ass. And so if you've wanted to learn about intermittent fasting, I'll share exactly what I do in the group currently. I'll share what I've done in the past. We're going to walk you through a handful of different protocols so you can try. So there's something... Hopefully that almost fits everybody, and then we'll do our best to find something that fits your lifestyle to see if intermittent fasting is for you. And the only way, obviously, we know if things work is if we try them for typically an extended period of time. And then if they don't work, we pivot and we change gears, or we find something that works for us, and then we let it morph as we kind of move through our life cycle. The way that I fast now is not the way that I fasted. I think it'll be coming on 11 years that I've done this, which I'll touch on as we go. But again, you got eight days left to register if you guys are interested. And again, it's, you know, the workouts, we include them in there. I'll share a bunch of extra stuff as well. But everything will come to you uh, via email daily. I'll post it in the private Facebook group. But if you're somebody who's tired of just being obviously overweight and not feeling, you know, sexy or confident in your own skin, if you're struggling to eat healthy on the weekends and falling into patterns of eating and drinking shit with your friends, and if you're just not seeing the results you want from your training sessions, the odds are it's probably the food intake and the fasting protocol might be for you. I think it's the easiest way to go about it. It simplifies your life. And if you guys know me, I am all about simplifying the complex things so I can be as productive and healthy and happy as possible. So if you're interested, the link's in my Instagram bio right now. I believe the site itself is jeremyscottfitness.com slash intermittent-fasting. And I'm happy to give you guys a small podcast discount code if that can make things easier for you and your life. So if you're interested, hit me up and we'll uh, we'll get that moving here as soon as possible. Also, if you guys are watching on YouTube, welcome everybody. I thank you guys. You'll notice the setup here looks a little bit different as we're kind of doing some updates here to my office or the podcast studio as guests know it. And we will be changing the podcast setup here probably tomorrow. We have, we're leveling up here uh, in a handful of ways. So you guys will probably hear that and also see that as we go. So I'm pretty jacked for that. But. Let's just get into it today. So if we're talking intermittent fasting, I'm going to walk through the basic stuff and then we'll get as complex as need be. Now we can go super deep down the rabbit hole here uh, with studies and documentation, whether that be on humans or animals, but I want to give you guys the information that's going to be helpful and then hopefully answer the questions that you have asked. And I'm going to be taking some stuff from... Uh, Healthline, uh, Chris Gunners put together a couple of nice pieces over there, and then uh, Harvard.edu or Health.Harvard.edu. Uh, Monica Tello 
who is a doctor. She put together uh, some interesting snippets and kind of clips too that I'm going to share with you guys. And then I'm going to walk through the things that I've done well and then poorly and what I did to change it and shift that and how my stuff has evolved to get where it is today. And then taking each individual question that I can find right now, I snapshotted like 10 of them. Sorry, I can't get everybody's question. It's just impossible because you guys ask a lot, but I'll do the best I can. So with that said, for you guys listening, who was like, what the hell is intermittent fasting, Jeremy? Well, it's popular in the health and fitness circles. It was probably 10, 11, I think I first heard of it 12 years ago. And then I started sometime shortly after. I think Lean Gains is how I came about it. Martin Beckman, I believe, is who I first read about doing it. And uh, I initially started because... I just got tired of eating every couple hours. I was the normal dude out there who's listening, who every guy who's young wants to be bigger and more shredded. That's like saying you want to be richer, but work way less. Maybe you guys can do that, but I couldn't do it with my physical body, and I sure shit couldn't do it with my business. If I work more, I produce more. If I, you know, eat more, I don't get more shredded. I get fluffier. Now, over time, yeah, the progression can happen, but you're not going to be 25 years old and be 215 pounds and ripped unless you're the 1% of the 1%. That's just really tough to do. So a lot of people will come in and they'll say, hey, I want to be you know, 10 pounds bigger, but better condition. I'm like, you can't do, it's like going forwards and going backwards. You just got to pick a direction. And for me personally, I was the young guy who I've told the story a bunch of times where I would just step on the scale and it'd be like 180 and then 182 and 184 and 186. But I'd be eating so much, I'd be eating six, seven times a day till you basically want to shit puke on yourself. And that there's so much digestive stress there and it's so much management. It's just a lot of work. It's a lot of trips to the bathroom. So it's like, A, who likes to wipe their butt that much? But two, we don't know the long-term effects of that. Like we have not been eating this six, seven meals a day shit. I don't think like the nineties is probably when we started that. So we don't know what kind of issues that causes down the line a hundred years from now, 200 years from now. And what I mean is like at the end of your life cycle, when you're 60 and 70, but you've been eating these six, seven meals every single day. Now, some people, they feel great with it. I didn't. I felt like I didn't have enough time to digest my food. Uh, you know, you're always, you have heartburn, uh, indigestion. It's just not, it wasn't for me. And it really was causing me a lot of problems and it was doing way more harm to my body than good. And so I came across intermittent fasting is the idea. And disclaimer, I did gain weight doing it when I first started doing it. Now it's the easiest thing for me to maintain my weight. And if I want to drop body fat or a couple pounds, it's ridiculously easy for me to do. So again, all this takes practice uh, mentally and obviously physically. You train your body to get used to something and over time it will do it. And again, we're all different. We all have, you know, genetically our predispositions to certain eating styles or training styles or what we're good at or what we're bad at. But fasting helps people obviously lose weight, improve their health, and it does help people really simplify their lifestyles. And there is studies out there that shows it, it can be powerful uh, with the effects it has on your body and your brain. And some of them say it may even help you live longer. 
I don't know. I'm just going off of what I'm reading here. I can send you guys all the sites and sources too. Um, we can put them in the show notes if need be. But intermittent fasting is basically just eating in a pattern of cycles between your fasting and your eating. Um, it doesn't specify like what foods you should eat, but rather when you should eat them. So people were asking me about our program, our 28-day fasting for health. It's like, well, Jeremy, I'm vegan. Can I do it? I'm like, yeah, we provide a bunch of recipes for you to try. We give like a like a sample outline of what days would look like and what meals you could plug in. But it doesn't matter if you're vegan or paleo or carnivore. It all can work. And so it doesn't matter if you do or don't eat certain things, it's not about the foods you're eating. Now, obviously, I'm a real food fan, and I'm a fan of balance across the board, but it's just about the timing of when you're eating and not eating. And so it's not a diet, you know, in the conventional sense, but more accurately, you would describe it as an eating pattern. And there's a bunch of protocols you can follow. I've done multiple over the years. Like the common intermittent fasting methods involve like a 16-hour fast or a 24-hour fast a couple of times per week. Now, obviously, fasting has been in practice through human evolution since, I would imagine, the beginning of time. Like the ancient, you know, hunter-gatherers didn't have supermarkets. They didn't have drive throughs They didn't have Uber Eats and Postmates and shit, right? They don't even think, they didn't have refrigerators. And they didn't have the same food available all year round. So, like, if it wasn't apple season, they didn't have apples. Or if they didn't live in a certain region where you could get oranges, they didn't have oranges, and so sometimes they couldn't find what they wanted to eat, or in a lot of cases, they wouldn't find anything they could eat whatsoever. So as a result, humans evolved you know, to be able to function without food for these extended periods of time. You are an example of that. Now, I think we've, we're probably reversing that in a lot of ways by what our human behavior is and what we're doing. And again, I, I, that's a whole different podcast altogether. I should do one. I need to get somebody in here who's way smarter than me. And we can talk about that, like the evolution of us and like how we've, for lack of a better term, fucked ourselves up by how we've forced ourselves to sit in seats all day and stare at these, you know, ridiculous demonic boxes all day and just eat all the time and have 5,000 calories readily available all the time for five bucks. And that's just... It's not healthy. You can clearly see by how people, how they look, how they move, they walk around. Like I'm not judging anybody, but like go to any grocery store or restaurant, look around. There's not an overwhelming number of fit people in there. And that's a result of like us evolving into this the version we are today. And that's why I do think fasting is a great thing to throw into your life. And when I say that, you imagine how crazy it is today. Like if you were and we're soft, obviously, as humans in general, because we don't have we we have different struggles, right? Like, and your problems are real to you because they're real in the moment. But you're not out in the wilderness hunting for food all fucking day. So, a you're not as fit. But that's then we make these small problems in life seem really big. When like I always bring up Leonardo DiCaprio in The Revenants. Every time I watch it, I'm like, this was I, I I literally can't. I say it to myself a thousand times in my head, and then I probably say it to Heather ten more times. I'm like, Heather, this is this dude's life. This was this dude's life, like. He was out in the woods by himself, like hunting for food, like trying not to just freeze to death and starve to death. And then like, oh, by the way, like fighting off people trying to kill him on a horse with bow and arrows and shit and other people trying to like shoot him with a musket. Like it's insanity. The point I'm driving at is he couldn't walk to the grocery store and pick between seven different kinds of apples. 
Like we literally have everything at our fingertips and it's amazing and it's a, it's a beautiful thing, but it's a gift and a curse. And that's the way that I look at it. Either where you can, you can buy, you can eat any kind of food and buy any kind of food you want, depending where you live almost all the time. I'm in Scottsdale. I drive here past probably 400 restaurants and some of the nicest places you'll ever eat. Like there's so many amazing places here. I almost forget about them. Like we met our friends at this restaurant last weekend. Uh, it's called Chelsea's Kitchen. If you're ever in uh, Scottsdale, Phoenix, like Arcadia area, go to it. It's it's amazing. And uh, I'm like, I haven't been here in about three years. And the food is so good. But because we have so many places to go, it's like, it's hard to make the rounds. And I always hear like, oh, did you try this place or this place or this place? And by the time you try one and you love it, you circle back to it. It's like two years later. That's what I'm talking about. Like we have so much access to everything instantly and it takes zero work to get to it. Like you don't have to go hunt, you know, your Buffalo. You don't have to go hunt your elk. You just went and bought it at Whole Foods or they actually dropped it off at your front door now, which is insane. So side rant over, but the fact we've evolved as humans to be able to not eat for extended periods of time, even though people probably told you you have to eat every couple hours and it's just not true. Um, for some people it works for some people it doesn't work. It is not, it's not required. You're not going to wither away to nothing. All your gains won't be lost. You'll be totally fine if you go multiple hours without eating food. And so fasting from time to time is more than natural than I think eating three, four or five or six or seven meals per day is. I'll repeat that sentence. I think fasting from time to time is way more natural than you eating every two hours. Now, obviously, Fasting is done for a lot of you guys for religious and spiritual reasons, whether it's uh, Islam, uh, Christianity even, uh, Judaism, Buddhism, you name it. Uh, it's done. I think there's actually a Jewish holiday coming up. Is it maybe the Monday maybe? Is it Yom Kippur? Is that right? I think I know. Is it on my, is it on my calendar over here? We have, uh, we have a bunch of Jewish folks up in here, and they're trying to educate me on it a little bit. And I think that the fast... Is this to, all the way to the end of the day? And then only, can you not, I don't think she, I think they said you can, she wasn't even going to drink water. My girl Stacy was telling me, I don't think she should drink coffee or water at all. So they fast completely everything. I said, that's tough to do. Without the coffee and the water, man, I would be on the struggle bus for sure. But the point is, is that it's been around for a long time and we still carry it on in religious traditions to this day. And there's a lot of people like me out there who live in the fasting world 24, 7 through 65. So, with that said, there's several different ways of people to do intermittent fasting, all of which involve splitting the day or the week into eating and kind of fasting periods. Now, obviously, during the fasting periods, you eat nothing, in my opinion, or some people will do like the eat very little thing. Uh, and again, we're, we're all going to differ on that of, of what counts and what, what doesn't count. But essentially, you all intermittent fast already. So everybody listen to me, you already do it in some form or fashion, unless you set an alarm clock to wake up and eat in the middle of the night. And if you do, you're, you're probably a professional bodybuilder, I guess, like trying to just become enormous. So think of it this way. If you eat your last meal at eight o'clock at night and you don't eat until the next day at eight o'clock in the morning, you essentially fasted for 12 hours, if I'm doing the math right. So that's 12 hours that your body did not consume any food, no calories whatsoever. You were just sleeping and then you woke up and then you ate. So if you ate the second you fell asleep, 
and then you ate the second you woke up, that would be your fasting window, if everybody's following me here. Now, the popular methods and the way that I started off was the 16-8 method was, and that is where I got it from initially, and I that's where like lean gains, like that was the protocol like in the book. Um, was it a book or like a PDF? I forget. I'm, I'm getting old, so my memory's starting to go to crap. But I read that when I was probably 20, 25 years old, I believe, and Typically with the 16-8, for most people, it involves skipping breakfast and restricting the daily eating protocols to eight hours, such as, let's say, 1 o'clock to 9 p.m. is when you eat, and then you fast for 16 hours in between. When I started, I would fast the first, the very first one I ever did, I would eat between 10 a.m. and 6 p.m. because I would wake up so early, uh, usually about the same time as I do now, before 4 in the morning, and then I would be so hungry I would obviously be starving by 10 o'clock because I wasn't used to it because I was eating like, you know, every two, three hours prior to that. Then I shifted the window from 11 to 7, and then I shifted it from like 12 to 8, and then I shrunk it from like 1 to 8, and now I don't have hard, fast rules, but I don't really ever eat anything probably before 1 o'clock. Uh, maybe on a rarer day, it might be 12 or something if my schedule was funky. But most of the time now, I'm eating between 3 o'clock and probably 8 o'clock. Or, like I said, the biggest window I'd have would be like 12 or 1 to 8 o'clock at night. And sometimes I end it even sooner, depending if I'm just smoked from the day. That works for me. I personally, inside that window, eat one or two meals per day. Again, I'm not telling you guys to do what I do. That's what works for me. I'm not trying to get bigger. I'm not trying to get smaller. I'm just trying to be healthy and feel good and have energy to do my workouts and be able to think and function and speak properly. And that works. I'd rather eat one like gigantic meal or two huge meals. I feel better that way. I'm more satisfied. Uh, you know, and when you look at like satiation and satiety, like how your brain, your gut communicate, that's what it is. And that's why like on Thanksgiving, when you eat this giant meal, you're typically not hungry for probably the whole next day or probably not hungry for five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten hours, even though you'll stuff your face with like pumpkin pie because, you know, you're a gluttonous American. That's just what we do. But I feel better that way. If I eat a smaller meal, I feel like it almost pisses me off and I'm even more hungry an hour later and just perpetuates the problem. I actually eat more calories that way. So that would be like the 16-8 method. I, right now, I'm probably on a a 20-hour fasting for the most part and then a four-hour eating window. And then Usually one day a week or two, it just depends. One or two days a week, I'll kind of fast for a full 24 hours. And I know that sounds ridiculous. And so like, Jeremy, you don't eat for a whole day? Yes and no. Well, what I mean by that is like, let's say today is Friday, which it is. And usually for me, I enjoy my my treats or my higher calorie meals like on Saturday or Sunday, depending on what my schedule is. Sometimes it's one meal a week, sometimes it's two. So if tonight my last meal is at 6, I'll come in here tomorrow, I'll work all day, I'll work out. By the time I get home and do all my stuff, it's probably already close to 6 o'clock, and then I won't, if we, we'll eat at home tomorrow, but if we made dinner reservations, it'd be like at like 6, and so that means I didn't eat from Friday at 6 p.m., I didn't eat my next meal until Saturday at 6 p.m., so that's a full 24 hours. Even though I'm eating technically every single day of the week, I'm not eating for a full 24-hour period. And then on Sunday, it just naturally happens because I'm 
uh, I'm a pig. I'm a giant fat kid at heart. I ate so much food Saturday and I came in here, I worked out, I'm not even hungry Sunday until about the same time. So that's an extended fast as well. And then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I'm back to my normal kind of, you know, two meals uh, in that eating window. Again, that works for me. I'm not telling you guys to do that. So that's that's my hybrid version of like a, a 16-8. That works for me. And again, for reference, I'm six foot two. I think I weighed 212 pounds uh, on the scale today. Just like came on just so I could tell you guys. Otherwise, I don't typically look at the scale. I'm usually between 210 and 200 and maybe 20 pounds if it's like Christmas time. But admittedly, I've been living very lean the last probably year and a half or two years as you guys watch my instagram i you know i stay pretty lean just because we film so much shirtless bullshit and uh that's 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 the world i live in right now and i honestly i just feel better uh leaner i can carry more weight for sure but i just feel better this way i'm i feel like i'm more athletic uh not as many injuries i'm more pliable like and I can still dunk a basketball easily. Like it's just things that like, I still want to be able to do until I'm super old and say, fuck it. And, uh, it, over 200 pounds is plenty big. It, it just really is. Uh, and the older I get, the more I realize that, like, even if I was 195 pounds, I would look just completely shredded and that would be fine. So I don't get hung up on the weight, but just for reference, I can maintain this weight, uh, eating the way that I do. But again, I'm a pig. So I eat like there's no food ever coming back to me when I do feed. The other protocol you could follow is kind of like the eat, stop, eat method, which I mentioned before. So I do a mix of the 16-8 and the eat, stop, eat, and that just involves eating, basically fasting for 24 hours, once or twice a week. And again, the example is is not eating from dinner one day until dinner the next day. I find that to be the easiest. I'm not a, I love breakfast food. I don't, just don't love eating breakfast. I wake up too early. My body isn't used to it. I don't process it right. The only time I eat quote unquote breakfast would be like if Heather and I are traveling internationally. And I'm trying to think of the last time like we did it. Um, man, it's just so sad. We can't travel and go to all these cool places. Uh, we were in Mykonos or Santorini, one of them. We this we're, we said this place in Santorini. Both the places are beautiful. Uh, but in Santorini... Oh, the Mykonos place was dope too. Uh, in Santorini, we've stayed at this place. I think it's like a Marriott, like a luxury collection. I can't remember the name. Anyways, you're on the side of this cliff, and you can the sea is everything is right there. It's beautiful, and uh, we I would eat probably around eleven in the morning. That's the that would be the earliest I'd eat, and that's on international trips. And then we would do an earlier dinner. So I'm still fasting uh, a pretty good period of time. And on those trips, I'll eat you know, just the two meals, I'll eat a big breakfast and I'll eat a dinner and that's it. So I'm still on the fasting schedule, but that's the only time in my life I ever eat earlier than even 12 o'clock. And even that we push off to as late as possible. We try to get up, we go walking around the cities, get a workout in, and then, uh, we gorge ourselves in this beautiful, like, I, I love the, the European breakfast stuff we do. I do miss that for sure. But, uh, otherwise I love breakfast food. I don't eat breakfast. I wake up here at three fifty in the morning. I wake up before four o'clock in the morning, get my dog some treats, pet her, get my shit ready for the day. And I come here. I'm in no position to like make food or eat it. I just, I gotta have coffee, water, let my body just run right. And, uh, that's it. So those are two popular ones. Another one is like the five, two diet, which I'm not a huge fan of that. That's like where people consume only, you know, a small amount of calories on like two 
non-consecutive days. So like Monday, you'd eat a small amount of calories, maybe like 600 or something. And then the other days, uh, you'd kind of eat normally. That's what they kind of consider. I'm not a fan of that. I would rather have you guys do a couple of days of like the 16-8 than have like a normal regular day of eating and rotate that way or do the eat, stop, eat stuff. I think that works best. Or if you can't, you know, do the 16-8, maybe you do uh, like a 15 and a 9 or you do like a 14 and a 10, something like that if you had to. But I do find most people do well with the 16-8 because that tends to be the simplest uh, and the most sustainable and the kind of the easiest uh, fasting protocol to stick to. And again, as life goes on and time goes on, you can shift and change it. And you don't have to do it every single day. I personally do because it works for me. But I'm just very type A and very regimented. So I get up at the same time every single day. I have the same, you know, kind of routine. Uh, Heather is similar to me. She does not fast like I do or every day. Um, but she's also not as regimented as I am. Like I am like a fucking robot that just, it just works for me. It gives me, and people say, well, isn't it hard to do to stick to this, uh, you know, super strict schedule. It's actually very freeing when you do that. And I believe that about routine in general, like when you're doing routine in your life, it's the heart and soul of what you do. It allows you to be free. It allows you to do certain things. And so what I mean is if I'm always eating in these windows, people go, isn't it tough to to fast that long? I'm like, well, you don't do anything. You just drink water and coffee and tea, or I'll do like, if you're watching on YouTube, like these, like a Powerade Zero that has literally no calories in it. Like, I don't have to make any decisions. It's to me when you're fasting in a smaller window like that and you're eating less meals, it's less chances to to mess up. It's, you know, if you're going to eat six times a day, that's six meals you got to get right. If you're eating two or three times a day, that's only two or three meals you have to get right. So by that, I have less chances to screw up throughout the day. Does that make sense? Like what I'm saying, it's simplified. So if you know you only eat from 12 to 8, you don't have to do anything outside of those windows, but just exist and live your life and do what you have to do. And I do find it's easier if you stay busy on the days you're fasting longer as opposed to having nothing to do. Like if I just had to sit home and watch Netflix all day from five in the morning till eight at night and I was supposed to fast that whole time, it would be tough to do because your brain's going to start to wander. You're going to get bored. You're going to be maybe confused, you know, being thirsty with being hungry, which is a common mistake a lot of people make. So I find it, the busier you are, the easier it is to fast, you know, for longer periods of time on those days. I also say when you travel, I find it easier because you don't have to do anything other than drink water and coffee when you're at the airport, when you're on a plane. And again, I know it's tempting. You're at the airport, you're bored of shit. You see the guy next to you eating a pizza and having a beer. Looks amazing. But if you can, try to see it through so you can make a better choice when you go. Or a buddy of mine used to always do a huge breakfast. So if he did like a full day of travel, he would wake up and eat this enormous breakfast at like 7 a.m. and then travel all day, get to his location, work out, and then wouldn't eat again till like 7 at night. That is an option too. I, again, am not great with eating breakfast, so I tend to not do that. I'm just sharing with you guys what I've seen work for me and work for friends of mine and other clients here that have been successful. So if we're talking fasting, how does it affect your body besides you're eating less meals, you're eating in a smaller window, so overall you would probably eat 
less calories, i.e. You, you lose weight and lose body fat. Now, is it possible to gain weight uh, fasting? Yes, 100% it is. I did it before. If you're not mindful, obviously, of the macros, the proteins, carbs, and fats you're taking in, and you're just going crazy, yes, you can still gain weight eating in a smaller window. Also, the problem that a lot of people have is they'll get so hangry and so pissed because they went past the point of return. And what I mean is that they were starving, you know, 14 hours in and they just wanted to extend it those two hours. And that was their breaking point. And the problem is once you get past that, what I like to call fuck it point, everything looks good. Everything looks amazing. You'll grab your kids' Teddy Grahams. You'll put Cheetos in your mouth. You'll eat rolled up deli meat. You'll grab, you know, a handful of M&Ms. Whatever is around you, you will shove it in your face, even if it's not what you want to do, and you'll completely crack and for, you know, lack of a better term, ruin all the effort you put in to fasting that whole time. So don't do that. Don't go past the point of no return. Again, when you start doing this, it's going to be a learning curve and a process. And you're going to stumble, fall, and you're going to mess up. And you'll probably not make it certain days, and that's okay. The keys to stay hydrated, coffee, water, tea, the zero-calorie drinks do help. And what I do when I get home, because sometimes I am starving as well, I tend to break my fast with athletic greens. Now, I'm not trying to plug them right now, even though... If you guys want 20 free travel packs, hit me up. Or if you're on the fence, I'll send you one right to your front door. Shameless plug. But I'm serious. Like, I'll go home and I'll be super hungry and I'm like starving. And I'm like, man, I want to just. We typically don't have a lot of things in the house that I can like grab and munch on. But there'd be like rice cakes there with peanut butter. Or maybe there's like a perfect bar, par crunch bar or something. And I want to grab it. But I've completely kicked that habit. When I get home, if I'm making, you know, steak or if it's uh, just eggs and something, or even if I got like a salad to go, whatever it may be, I'll get home, set all my stuff down. I'll grab my athletic greens. I'll take my shaker bottle. I'll fill it up about halfway, shake that bad boy, and I'll drink my athletic greens. And that's the first thing that I basically consume for the day as I'm making my first meal. And then I'll grab like a handful of blueberries, shove those in my mouth. And if I'm really hungry on top of those two things, we have like carrots and hummus there. So I'll chew on that stuff as I'm making my first meal, if I really need to. Now, a lot of days I don't, but some days if I really know I'm going to, you know, eat a bunch of high-calorie things, like instead of just like sucking down peanut butter, I do that. And 99 times out of 100, just by doing the greens alone, like, I'm like, okay, dude, you're fine. Just chill. Give it a couple seconds. Make your food, and you'll be okay. And then if I eat like three, four, five ounces of blueberries, so be it. Like, that's a great way to go. So that's what I talk about. One of the negative things about fasting is if you find yourself you're starving, you might start to make really, really poor choices. So make sure you do stay hydrated. And obviously, like I said before, caffeine helps. But if we're talking on a, on a deeper level, how it can affect your cells and hormones. Now, when you fast, several things in your body happen on a cellular and like molecular level. So for example, your body is going to adjust the hormone level to make stored body fat more accessible. Now, this is what you guys probably all wanted to hear. Your cells also start to initiate this important repair process and and change the expressions of your genes even. Now, I'm reading this is from Chris Gunners at Healthline put this out. And there's studies to back it. And some of the changes that occur in the body when you fast, your HGH, your human growth hormone, if you will, the levels of growth hormone will skyrocket, increasing as much as even fivefold per some of the studies. Now, 
Obviously, this has a benefit for fat loss and muscle gain just to make a few, depending if you're, you know, surplus, deficit, depending what your goal is. So if fat loss is the goal, obviously, this is great to hear. Next on the list, insulin, which you guys have heard me talk about before. Your insulin sensitivity improves. The levels of insulins drop pretty dramatically, and lower insulin levels make stored body fat more accessible. So think of it as like kind of unlocking, right? Like your, your, your fat is just kind of like locked up and you want it to just be accessible for energy, right? So if you're eating in a deficit, the carbohydrates, the glycogen, the sugar in your system is burned off, what are we going to go to next? Yeah, it might grab a little bit of muscle, but it's going to attack that fat because that is, that's the energy that our body's going to pull from. And so when we can have our insulin levels be in ranges that we want, we can make that stored body fat more accessible, which is amazing for all of us. That's why, one of the reasons I'm a fan of fasting. Next one, cellular repair. When you're fasted, your cells initiate this cellular repair process. This includes the, I don't how do you describe this? Your cells digest and remove old and dysfunctional proteins that build up inside your cells. So the way I think of it is like, these little workers are like inside your body. Like, you know, I don't know if you ever watched like when like germs infect your body, they'll like kind of show it. I think it's like Mucinex does that for the commercial. Like all these little germs are like up in your nose. I think of the same way as like these little construction workers in your body that are coming in to remove, you know, and kind of help build up the cells inside of you. The last one is obviously this is the gene expression. Now these are changes in the function of genes related to longevity and protection against disease. Now the changes in hormone levels, cell functions, and gene expressions are responsible for the health benefits of intermittent fasting. Pretty badass, right? And obviously those are all great takeaways. On top of it, you know, being a weight loss tool, a fat loss tool, if you will. And so just to rehash, by making and eating fewer meals, excuse me, by making and eating fewer meals, intermittent fasting can lead to a reduction in calorie intake. That's why all these protocols work right off the bat. If it can get you to eat in a calorie deficit or be in an energy deficit, that is how fat loss happens. Someone comes to me and says, Jeremy, I've been working out three hours a day and eating only a thousand calories a week and I'm still gaining weight. It's bullshit. I just don't believe it. I really don't. Like I would... I'm not trying to call anybody out and say you're wrong, but it's really hard to believe like you could be a healthy adult with normal hormones and you're crushing it in the gym three hours a day and eating a thousand calories a day and you're not losing weight and fat. Yeah, your metabolism can suck, but it can't suck that much. At some point, it's going to have to roll the right way. I just think a lot of times people are really confused about their food intake and they overestimate how hard they work and they underestimate how much food they put in their body. That's usually what's happening. So... IF can help that, and it can help you guys with food tracking. Well, if you're only going to track, you know, two or three meals, it's a lot easier than tracking six meals and like seven different snacks, in my opinion. Obviously, IF changes the hormone levels, which do facilitate at a weight loss. So, because of the change in hormones, short-term fasting may increase your metabolic rate, per some of the studies I'm looking at here. By helping you eat fewer and burn more calories, IF causes weight loss by changing both sides of the calorie equation. That, my friends, is ideal. There is a 2014 review study that found that an 
eating pattern like IF can cause three to 8% weight loss over three to 24 weeks, which is a significant amount compared to most weight loss studies. According to the same study, people also lost four to 7% of their waist circumference, indicating a significant loss of harmful belly fat that builds up around the organs and causes diseases. Another study also showed that intermittent fasting causes less muscle loss than the most standard method of continuous calorie restriction. That part is key for you guys who want to just, you know, keep lean tissue on the body and also, you know, reach your body fat loss goals at the same time. So obviously keep in mind the main reason for success in fasting, it just helps you eat fewer calories overall. That's the key. Obviously, if you binge, like we talked about mass amounts during your eating periods, you might not lose any weight and you might actually gain weight, which is terrible. So if we're going to quick touch on, these are some of your guys' questions and I'm going to run through them right after this. There's been studies done on fasting, both animals and obviously humans. They've shown to have a ton of benefits, you know, with weight control and also the health of your body and your brain. And again, like I mentioned before, some of them say they can help you live longer. I'm going to kind of touch on that a little bit as we go. I think if you look at you know, animals that eat the least amount and like, or at least like the least frequent and the least amount, I think they tend to live the longest, I believe if that's not, somebody can fact check me and shoot me a message, but I believe that's correct. Um, So if we're talking the main benefits of fasting real quick, just run through the list again, obviously fat loss and weight loss and getting rid of belly fat without having to, you know, consistently restrict your calories over and over and over and over again and still be able to kind of live a life. Obviously, insulin resistance. The fasting reduces the insulin resistance, lowering your blood sugar by, let's say, 3 to 6%, and the fasting insulin levels by 20 to 31%, which should protect against type 2 diabetes. Another tip of the cap to fasting. Inflammation. Some studies have shown reduction in markers of inflammation, a key driver of many chronic diseases. Heart health. Intermittent fasting may reduce bad LDL cholesterol, blood blood triglycerides, inflammatory markers, blood sugar, and insulin resistance. All risk factors for heart disease, my friends, which if I'm not mistaken is the number one killer of people in America, somewhere close to 400,000 people per year. Yet there's no public outcry for that ever on the news and nobody seems to give a shit. That's my little subtle side rant there for you. Cancer. Animal studies suggest that IF fasting may prevent cancer. I had never read that before. There's a handful um, of PubMed uh, articles here that have listed that. I'm happy to share with you guys. Brain health. Intermittent fasting increases the brain hormone BDNF and may aid the growth of new nerve cells, and also protect against Alzheimer's disease. Pretty badass. Anti-aging. Man, Lord knows that we all need this. Intermittent fasting can extend lifespan in rats. Studies shown that fasted rats live 36 to 83% longer. Well, if it can work for the rats, I'll be a hood rat any day. Next one. Uh, That's it. Let me get to some of the real stuff. So, Obviously, keep in mind, you know, the research for a lot of these things, you guys, is in early stages, and many of the studies were in small, short-term 
um, or obviously connected by animals. And so a lot of the questions are still yet to be answered uh, in higher, you know, larger human uh, studies here. So don't think fasting is going to like do all these amazing things for you. Uh, if it does, awesome. The one thing I can say is it's probably going to make your life simpler and it's going to be a lot less to manage over time. And so that's the key. Eating healthy can be simple, uh, but it's really hard for people to maintain if it doesn't fit into their lifestyle. And so one of the biggest obstacles is all the work required to plan and cook and prep and take things with you. And obviously fasting can make things easier as you don't need to plan and cook and clean up as much or as often. And for that reason, fasting is, is popular among people like me who like to kind of life hack and really make things simplified. It also teaches you to go without. And that's the one thing I love about it. And that's probably the thing I've learned about myself that I didn't really know. But uh, it teaches you to go without things. It teaches you a certain level of patience. It teaches you a certain level of appreciation, which I believe is critical to any human in the world who wants to be a better person, but obviously be healthier. You know, fitness is a patience game. It's going to take you a long time to be fit and be healthy. And uh, fasting just teaches you to go without eating food without certain things that you want. It teaches you to delay gratification for a later time and, you know, stick to something that you promised yourself, you know, earlier in the day. And for a lot of people, they struggle with that. It teaches you to not just grab shit randomly, but actually stick to a schedule of success. I'm not a, a snacking person. I can't do it, man. It's just a, it's a slippery slope and it, it doesn't help me. It just hurts me. And even if I think I'm starving and I do it, it's like, mm. Did I really need that? And then I just added in 600 extra calories of nonsense. And when you have these hard, fast eating windows, I think that's one of the biggest keys to success. So just committing yourself to say, hey, I'm going to eat two meals today between here and here. That's it. You have a plan. You're managing what you eat. So eating is one of the things where we don't, a lot of people don't manage it. They don't think about it. They put no time into it. Then they expect to be super successful. It's fucking crazy. Like everything else in your life that you're good at or you do, you have a schedule and you show up and you have a plan and you prep and you do some form of management to fit you and your ecosystem and your process. Yet for some reason you think you could just want like wander into healthy eating and just figure it out. I'm sure some people can. That's not me. I have to have a plan. And fasting has been the plan for me. So getting to your questions, should women fast? I think they can. Yes. Women are different than dudes uh, in this regard, for sure. Our hormones are different. Women are much more complex than we are as dudes. We're, we're dudes. We're just stupid gorillas. Women are, are something different. You guys are... In my opinion, uh, superior in almost every way, just for the fact of you can like, you can create life, you can carry life. Uh, your pain tolerance is higher than ours. You think more logically than we do most of the time, and so there is evidence that fasting might not be as beneficial uh, for women as dudes. 
because there's a study uh, you can look at where the improved insulin sensitivity in men, um, it didn't affect women the same way. And obviously, you know, through human studies, there's, there isn't as much stuff to be here. And what I say women, I'm just touching on, like, if you're a woman who is trying to conceive or a woman who has a history of arrhythmia or a woman who is pregnant and breastfeeding, fasting is probably not the way to go. Uh, for all the things that I've read and I've seen. Obviously, side note, I'm a dude in a warehouse talking right now. And thank God I have so many people who listen. I'm very gifted and, and blessed and uh, thankful for that. But you should always consult a doctor before you do anything. So before you listen to me, uh, if you're really concerned about you know an eating protocol, consult your medical professional uh and hopefully they're smart and educated uh and you know not just a a general person who doesn't know what the hell they're talking about like a, a real doctor who values health and nutrition and kind of you know practices what they preach and obviously if you have a medical condition uh consult your doctor it's the same thing like if if you're gonna jump into the world of fasting and you're not sure if it's for you if you're a person who like has diabetes or problems with you know blood sugar regulation or you have low blood pressure or you take a ton of medications, or you're underweight, or you have a history of eating disorders, I would consult your medical professional just for the fact of I know if you have an eating disorder and now you're limiting the windows, does that play into something you did as a kid, whether it was anorexia or bulimia or one of the other things? I don't know. But I do think fasting has an outstanding you know, safety profile. I think it's amazing for most people. And I don't think there's anything dangerous about not eating for a while if you're healthy, you know, physically and mentally and you're a typically well-nourished, you know, human being. So I do think it's awesome. Now, when I look at fasting as a whole, it makes intuitive sense to me. It's naturally how I probably always wanted to eat and probably always should have eaten but just didn't because I was fed this line of like, oh, you should eat breakfast. It's the most important meal of the day. I think that's bullshit. And that's just me being completely blunt. I don't think breakfast has any more importance than any other meal of the day. I, I just don't I just don't see it. I haven't ate breakfast in 11 years. And I feel the best. I'm the oldest I have ever been, obviously. But I feel the best I've ever felt. I'm the healthiest I've ever been. I have the best routine ever. I'm the most productive of the most mental clarity. I'm not contributing all of that to intermittent fasting, but I don't eat breakfast and somehow I'm here. Now, obviously I'm not everybody, but there's a lot of people who fast. So no, I don't think breakfast is the most important meal of the day, but it makes natural sense to me because the food we eat is broken down by enzymes in our gut. And that eventually ends up as molecules in our bloodstream. Now, the carbohydrates, particularly the sugars and the refined grains, think like your white flours and the rices here, are quickly broken down into sugar, which our cells then use for energy. If our cells don't use all of it, we store it in our fat cells as well. Fat being the key term there. But sugar can only enter our cells with insulin the hormone made in the pancreas. Now, obviously, the insulin brings sugar into the fat cells and keeps it there. Well, between meals, 
And as long as we don't snack, our insulin levels will go down and our fat cells can then release that stored sugar to be used as energy. That is the key. We lose weight if we let our insulin levels go down. So the entire idea of intermittent fasting is to allow the insulin levels to go down far enough for a long enough period of time that we burn off our fat. Hopefully you followed me there. That's why I'm not a huge fan of snacking. And I would say if you can let the gap between meals be longer, four, five, six hours, something like that. Now, Jeremy, you eat in a smaller window. Yeah, so if I eat at 3 o'clock, I don't eat at 4, 5, 6, 7, then I'll eat at 8. So I'll eat five hours later, and then I'm not eating again for another, you know, 19 hours or so, give or take. Or that day I might have only ate once, but certainly my insulin levels went down far enough to where we can start burning off the fat in my system, i.e. how I can, you know, live this lean every single day and I never really turn it off. And I'm not saying it's super special what I do. There's a lot of people who are super lean all the time. And when I mean a lot of people, like a very, 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 very small number of like fitness people who take their shirts off and do this, there's very few humans that live lean every single day. Even most of the fitness people you see don't fucking do it because it's so hard because they they haven't found a rhythm for themselves yet. And it takes a lot of self-control and discipline, but I'm not saying you guys have to be, you're not trying to get shredded doing this, but it's going to make you leaner overall the more you do it and the more you practice and get into a routine, in my opinion. And so if we talk about changing the, the timing and why that helps, right? So instead of eating every you know 20 minutes or instead of eating every two hours or three hours, why does simply changing the timing of our meals to allow for fasting make a difference in our body? Now, this article is super deep and it's worth a read, but I'm going to run over it super fast here. There is a, an in-depth review of the science of intermittent fasting published by the New England Journal of Medicine, and it breaks this down. Fasting is evolutionarily embedded in our physiology and triggers several essential cellular functions. Flipping the switch from fed to fasting state does more than help us burn calories and lose weight. The researchers comb through dozens of animal and human studies to explain how simple fasting improves metabolism, lowers blood sugar, lessens inflammation, which improves a range of health issues from arthritic pain to asthma, and even helps clear out toxins and damaged cells, which lowers our risk of cancer and enhances our brain function. That's on top of trying to, you know, look like Brad Pitt from Troy or, you know, you know, be Beyonce on the cover of shape. I'm trying to think of some woman who's super fit. But the point being is there's a lot of good things that can come from it if you do it correctly and properly over time. So I'm going to go through all of the questions here. The most common ones I've got from all of you. And the most common ones I have here in the queue, and then we can jump in from there. Uh, give me a quick second. I'm going to go uh, to the bathroom. I drank about 300 gallons of water today, and uh, I'll be right back. All right, kids, I'm back here, and we are talking about the questions frequently asked questions about fasting, and then the specific ones everybody has sent me this morning. So the first one. How does the fasting work? Can I drink liquids during my fast? The answer is yes. 
water, coffee, tea, and any other kind of non-calorie beverages are fine. Don't add sugar to the coffee. In my opinion, small amounts of like milk or cream may be okay. Um, and coffee obviously can be very, very beneficial during a fast because it can blunt the hunger. That's why you guys see me drink it so much if you're watching on YouTube. And then I keep obviously cold brews in the fridge always and forever. And sometimes I even have to drive my ass over to Starbucks and get a cold brew from there as well to keep myself going. But I do believe staying hydrated is the key. Side note, I have told the story before. Remember, I was at the urologist when I was doing uh, urine collection, so I pee in these containers for 24 hours so they can steal all my secrets and use them to harness a greater power. Uh, kidding, but I did a urine collection, and I brought, like, all these uh, piss jugs, and, and I'm sitting there, and they're going to do uh, my blood work real quick, and the nurse is like, are you fasting? And I'm like, yes, always, and then she noticed I was chewing gum. She's like, well, you're chewing gum. You're not fasting, and I, I wanted to sit and and tell her how crazy she was and how much more I knew about fasting than she did. But I didn't, and I just let it roll. So obviously some people are going to differ on what you can and can't do. But I do believe water, coffee, and tea and the zero-calorie drinks are completely fine for the sake of what we are trying to do here. Second thing, which I've touched on before, is it unhealthy to skip breakfast? No, I don't think breakfast is the most important meal of the day. I do think that comes from a stereotype of that people who skip breakfast have unhealthy lifestyles. But if you make sure to eat healthy for the rest of the day, then skipping breakfast is completely fine. If I'm at Starbucks at 4 in the morning and some lady ahead of me orders, you know, uh, a caramel frappuccino and like a muffin, is that a better choice than me eating nothing? Absolutely not. It's common sense. Like what you're eating matters to me more than the time of day that you obviously eat it. I'm a fan of fasting, but if you're successful eating breakfast at 5 a.m., lunch at noon, and dinner at 6 p.m., then that's fine. Then do that for you. But if you think you eating cereal or a muffin or just oatmeal with fruit and no protein and no healthy fats is a better choice than eating nothing, I would disagree with you. But that's just me. You do what works for you. Next one. Can I take supplements while I fast? Yes. But keep in mind that some supplements like fat-soluble vitamins may work better when taken with meals. I do take most of my supplements with meal one and then after meal two before I go to sleep. I might take some stuff throughout the day. But like I said before, I do my greens right before meal one. Take a couple other things like spirulina and those things, maybe zinc, D, that stuff. And the rest of it... Curl oils, fish oils, do those things obviously in the evening. But again, anytime is fine, but I think if you can do it with your food, for most of you, that's probably the easiest route. Next one, can I work out while fasted? It's the only way that I do train. Sometimes here, if I'm working a super long day, like I'm trying to think the other day, I was here, I got here at four something, like four, I got, I got, I got into the building at four, like 40. And then I didn't get to train until, I think, 3. And I was like, man, I'm starving. So I knew it was coming up. So at like 2 o'clock, we have some tuna packets uh, in the fridge here. I crushed two of those, like 30 grams of protein. And then I had a handful of uh, wasabi almonds. Man, those things were like crack cocaine. And uh, that was it. And then an hour later, I trained. So that's what I did. But 99% of the time, because again, 
you have to know yourself too. And you, you be flexible with the rules. Like it, there's no, no one says you have to do anything. Like the whole world, first of all, if you've ever in your life thought the whole world is just made up of a bunch of bullshit rules by people who are no smarter than you, 2020 is the year, my friends. If you don't understand that, like the policies, the procedures, government, whatever it may be, I'm not getting political here, was just made up by people who are no smarter than you and oftentimes not as smart as you, this is when the time is. So what I'm saying is if you want to eat a little bit earlier one day, stay up a little bit later with friends, you can do that. I'll touch on the social aspect of it at the end of the podcast, but it's okay. For me personally, 99% of the time I train fasted and my workouts are amazing and they're great and I feel way better uh, when I don't eat typically than if I was to eat before. That day I was just, I knew it was hunger and not thirst or anything else. But even if I'm tired in a workout, once I'm like 10 minutes into it, my heart rate's up and I'm hydrated, like I just crush it. And then I might be starving, you know, an hour afterwards, but I feel good doing that. Some people, you know, might recommend taking like, you know, BCAAs or your branched chain amino acids uh, before a fasted workout, but it's up to you guys. I've done both. Uh, I don't do a ton of aminos now. I did Skyvation stuff for a long time. Uh, the green apple I thought tasted good, then they changed it, and I thought it tasted like crap. And now I just do coffee in like a, a Gatorade Zero, and I'm cool. Will fasting cause muscle loss? Obviously, any protocol uh, of eating can cause muscle loss. But I think if you're lifting weights and you're keeping your protein intake high, I think you guys are going to be okay. There's a study that showed that uh, obviously intermittent fasting caused less muscle loss than like a regular calorie restriction. But I think you're fine. Uh, Can it cause muscle loss? For sure. Will it? If you're eating in the right macro ranges, getting enough protein, and you're doing some form of strength training, I think you guys will be okay. And again, I'm not, you know, I don't look, you know, like Arnold, but that's also not my goal. But I feel like I have enough tissue on my body anymore, um, which I could build it. It's just hard to be that lean and that big if you're a dude at the same time. I think any man out there listening, to be over 200 pounds and be a dude and have muscle on your body and have abs is really hard to do. Unless genetically you're just the gifted of the gifted. And even if you do it and you work super hard, you probably have some, some gifts as well. So I don't think you're going to whittle away obviously to nothing. Next one, will fasting slow down my metabolism? No, I don't believe so. There's uh, some studies that show that short-term fasts actually can boost your metabolism. However, longer fasts of like three or more days can probably suppress your metabolism. I personally don't think I've fasted for longer than probably 26 or 7 hours. That's probably the longest I've ever been. I have not ever tried to push it to see what I could do. Uh, I'm not into that. It's, it's just like, Jeremy, would you ever try to hold a plank for an hour? Fuck no. That sounds disgusting and awful. I don't like holding a plank for a minute, let alone why would I try to hold it for an hour? Or like those crazy people that do nine hours. Respect. That's awesome. I tip my cap to you. You're insane. It's crazy. It's a great goal. Uh, there's a lot of other things I'd rather do. Uh, but fasting for that long, no. I haven't done probably more than... I always eat in a day for sure, but there's days where it's like I ate at six one day and then maybe because of my schedule or something we did drastic here, probably like when we bought this building and we're doing uh, the demo and, and the things on it like that, I might have not got home until late and then didn't eat 
for 27 straight hours. So I don't think it's going to slow your metabolism unless you're going for long periods of time, two, three, four days in a row, then yeah, but you're a whole different level of crazy at that point. And then uh, should little kids fast? Uh, I don't think little kids fasting is is a great idea just because there's a lot of social things and, and other stuff that probably goes into that. So they kind of already do their own version of intermittent fasting if they do skip breakfast. But for kids, I think you just got to let them, you know, kind of do their thing. I'm not a parent, so I don't really, I don't want to comment on that. I wouldn't obviously promote it to a kid or push it to a kid. I think they just need to be eating when they're hungry, um, real food as much as possible. And, uh, and often is probably ideal, especially if they're active and play sports, if they have the weight problem. That's a whole different podcast, obviously altogether. So let me run through the Instagram questions here quickly in case I missed anything. Possible effects on women's hormones. Yes, I touched on that already. There's certain women who I think it can... Obviously, I think women are different too because when you see women in these, these crazy calorie restrictions in competitions, uh, if they're going to compete, a bodybuilding figure, fitness, whatever the categories are these days, when women's body fat gets so low, a lot of things can happen. Their, their periods can stop. Uh, hair loss, for sure, among other things. I've heard a lot. I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring. Uh, Felicia Romero came in the podcast, talked about her thyroid with us, but I'm gonna bring some other people on, and uh, talk about them and and how it, it it messed them up and and what they did. I'm gonna do that here soon. So, awesome question. Next one. What is the point of fasting? I think we covered that. Next one. Uh, what's the most perfect time for a workout during a fast or after you start eating? I personally like to work out and then eat my first meal after that. Now, everybody's schedule is obviously different, but I think for a lot of you, if you can start your eating window post-workout is probably your best bet. So, um, if you're a person who has to work out early, it's kind of tough to navigate. You could push the feeding window off a little bit later or just move your fasting window up. But I like to just eat after I worked out. But if my schedule was funky, and let's say I couldn't train until later at night, which has happened before too, I might you know head home, eat at 2 o'clock, and then not work out till let's say six o'clock or seven o'clock so four or five hours after I trained and then train and then eat my second meal then and so that still would work too so there's there's no wrong way to do it it's just whatever you feel best doing next one does it affect sleep uh I don't think it does I mean I've done this for so long and I feel like I sleep well at this point so I feel it's okay Obviously, if you're starving, that's something different, or if it messes with your sleeping schedule because you ate super close to bed and that bothers you, but I don't think it has any effect on sleep at all. For me personally, is it appropriate for an ectomorph trying to add muscle because you have fear of losing weight? If you guys out there listening, the ectomorphs are those friends of yours that you hate, them naturally skinny assholes who are just lean and can eat whatever they want, and they don't work out as much as you, and they just naturally are smaller bunch of turds i'm kidding ectomorphs are amazing uh i'm naturally an ectomorph so i feel you there so ectomorph uh the mesomorphs the endomorphs the mesos the the people who are naturally kind of like muscular fit and the endomorphs the people who look at a piece of pizza and gain 10 pounds those will be your three different categories of body types now 
I'm a naturally super skinny dude. It takes a, a lot of effort uh, to do this. What I mean by that is like for me to keep this tissue on my body, it takes, it's painful, man. It is just, it's painful to be fit. I don't mean like painful, like I'm in agony every day, but like the, the workout even yesterday, I'm just going through to this split, split squats, step ups, and lateral lunges with 30 pound dumbbells in each hand. So 60 pounds loaded on a single leg for all of it. And I'm just, my butt is tight today. I know tomorrow it's going to be rough, but the point is, is like, I have to do so much to keep tissue on my body. I could just be skinny. That's not hard for me and my body type. Like even if I ate a lot and didn't work out, I would be skinny fat. Like I'd have a little bit of a belly and, uh, you know, the rest of me would just be skinny, like skinny arms, skinny legs. I'd look like a turd, but I'm not naturally a bigger person. So I've had to die a trillion times in the gym and eat a certain way to, to be able to do this. So to answer your question, you can add muscle by doing fasting. I ended up doing it just because naturally I like to eat a lot in those windows. But I would say either don't have a huge fasting window and make sure your macros are in check and make sure you're in a calorie surplus. So for a lot of people trying to put on size, fasting is probably not ideal, although it did work for me and I feel like it helped me over time do both. I think a lot of things are possible. It just comes down to you as the person and what you're diligent about and what you're willing to do inside of that. But I wouldn't fast for 20 hours if you're naturally an ectomorph trying to gain size. I would eat, you know, probably three big ass meals per day every single day in a calorie surplus, which can be done between, you know, 12 o'clock and 8 o'clock. Or if you wanted to go from 10 o'clock to 8 o'clock, and maybe just if you skipped breakfast because you're not a breakfast person, that's fine. But if you eat at 10 and then you ate at 2, and then you ate at like six, you're given these four hour gaps and you can put a bunch of food in. So that could work. Next one, green drinks okay. Does it have to be zero calories? Yeah, I, honestly, I think you could do athletic greens in your fasting window. It has 50 calories, obviously. So technically, would you break your fast? I guess. But so did I, I guess, chewing gum per the crazy nurse at the doctor's office who told me that for the sake of what you're trying to do, if fat loss is the goal or being in a calorie deficit is the goal or trying to be as lean as humanly possible is the goal, I don't see an issue with having a splash of almond milk in your coffee or having athletic greens in the fasting window. That is just my take on it. If you want to be super diligent per the letter of the law, I guess you would wait until you start eating to throw those in, but do I think it's going to have a huge difference on your body composition? Absolutely not. Next question. What is the perfect time to work out when fasting? I already asked that one. Didn't I? Yeah. Next one. Is intermittent fasting or small frequent meals better for weight loss? They both work doesn't matter if you want to eat seven times a day or once a day if you want to do intermittent fasting if you want to do paleo paleo uh, keto whole 30 uh, carnivore doesn't matter uh, anything can work for fat loss and weight loss at the end of the day it comes down to what works for you your habits your lifestyle what your personality type is 
And are you in a calorie deficit? If you're in a surplus, you'll always gain weight. If you're in a deficit, you'll always lose weight. If you're staying the same, the energy balance is even. It's pretty simple. And that can be accomplished a thousand different ways. Even in this 28-day Fasting for Fat Loss program, we, I think I give three or four different eating styles like right off the bat. And what I mean is they're all fasting protocols, but there's three to four different ones inside of the program for people to pick from to see what's going to work for them and their lifestyle. And once people get into the group, and we're inside this private Facebook group, people ask, hey, Jeremy, what about this, this, and this? And then I'll answer the questions as we go inside there. So I think something can work for anybody. It doesn't necessarily have to be this steadfast thing over and over and over again. So I don't think one is necessarily better or worse than the other. If you ask me, because I'm a fasting person, I think fasting is easier, it's simpler, and it naturally puts you in a pattern of being in a calorie deficit by eating less meals and less calories overall. But it, not to say it can't be achieved by eating seven times a day. I just think that's a lot more to manage. And it's a lot more prep. It's a lot more cleanup. It's a lot more digesting of food. It's just a lot more work. And I'm a simple dude. So the simpler I can make things, the better. Next one. How many hours is ideal for dudes to fast over 40? Uh, honestly, the same as, as anybody else, you know, 16, 18, 20. I think it all works. It's whatever you feel good doing. That's the biggest key. What works for your social schedule, your lifestyle, which I'll touch on here in a second. But I don't think there's a, you know, every person's different. That's the hard. That's why nutrition is so hard because each one of us is, you know, we have our own individual, you know, I guess biology, if you will and our own training style, our own sleeping schedule, and how we socially eat and drink and how we travel and when we wake up. And if we naturally like to eat late, if we naturally like to eat breakfast, if we naturally get up earlier, if we naturally stay up later, if we're changing that through our habits. So I don't think there is a quote-unquote perfect number of hours per day for people. It's just what you feel the best doing over time. And that might change. It might be 16 this season of life, then it might be 18, then it might be 20, then it might be, you know, eat, stop, eat kind of a thing, 24 hours, then normal, then 24 hours, or who knows. Uh, But something works for everybody. Next one. My fasting window causes my pre-workout meal to be my last meal of the day. Is that okay? If fat loss is the goal, I guess it's probably fine. If you don't feel run down or tired and lethargic or find yourself starving or you're losing uh, muscle mass because you're not eating after workout at all for probably, I guess, 16 hours if I'm reading that correct. If, again, at the end of the day, it comes down to how you feel personally, how much energy you have and and what's working for you. And again, I think stuff can work for everybody. It, It really can. I know you know, what works for me and I know what uh, what doesn't work for me. And that's the key for you guys too is to audit and always be reassessing your goals and how you feel and how you're training and what things are working and what things, you know, can be made uh, a little bit better. And next one, Jeremy, how many meals a day do you eat when fasting? One or two. That is it for me. So I got a bunch of other questions that are just popping on my phone right now, but I'll get to those in a different episode. I'm, I got stuff to do today. But with that said, the social stuff, what I would suggest for you guys. 
Now, I do think fasting is probably the most beneficial uh, for people who want to be social just because I think it makes life a little bit easier. And what I mean is it's allowed me to be a more normal person. Way back in the day, I was the crazy person at 20, you know, five, six, seven, eight years old who was so, you know, regimented and stuck in their schedule of what they were doing and, the, and I couldn't deviate from it because, you know, fitness was life and I was, you know, competing and uh, I was in that world for so long and I didn't know how to master it all and manage it all yet and it was really, I'm sure, a pain in the ass for my wife and if she was here right now, she'd probably tell you how many times she wanted to punch me in the face because I just really wouldn't deviate from it. And like I said at my house, there's a lot of battles I'm willing to win and lose. And I lose a lot in order to win the big ones. And that was one I just wasn't willing to give up because she just didn't understand. She didn't understand I had to be 210 pounds. And then she didn't understand I had to compete and I had to be shredded and have shredded glutes and all this crazy shit. And I don't know if I was right and she was wrong, but there's a middle ground there that I wasn't willing to... uh to jump into. So I'll give her, I'll give her some credit for that, for being correct. The point of me sharing that is I used to not be able to do that. So when you're eating so regimented, this is my breakfast, lunch, dinner, and it's like, we got to, and you probably, I've noticed it with people's uh, family members and people I see here and they're hungry. Like I always like, oh, well, you know, with uh, Heather's parents, she's like, oh, my dad's hungry. He's got to eat breakfast. He's got to eat lunch. He's got to eat dinner. Or they'll, we'll, we'll ask like people who stay at our house, right? Like, well, like, hey, do you guys need us to grab anything? No, we're cool. Not knowing like there's no snacks at our house. Like there's nothing at our house. There's no chips. There's no crackers. There's nothing that tastes good. Because my wife and I are both fat kids deep down. And if that shit's at our house for a day, it'll be gone the next day. So there's no, there's no snacks for you anyway, because those are our snacks. And they'll ask, like, hey, you know, do you just, we'll be like, do you have, do we need uh, to get you guys anything? No, it's cool. And then people at Better House are like, well, so-and-so want, to, want some snacks. You guys don't have anything to eat from. Like, we asked you guys if you need us to buy you some snacks. Because normal people eat three times a day. And most normal people eat snacks in between those meals. I don't do that. My wife doesn't do that. And the reason I share that is not to say like we're better or worse, but when we travel and we go places, I don't have to eat every three hours. I'm not starving at the airport. I don't get somewhere and be like, man, we got to find a place to eat quicker. I'm going to kill myself. No, no, I'm okay. I can go seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 20 some plus hours without eating food. And it's all right. Now I might have to get a coffee or a water because I'll go crazy, but I don't have to eat. I don't have to just grab something because it's available because my body is trained to go longer periods of time without eating. It's that hunter kind of gather mentality. I just treat it like I'm Leo in the Revenant and there ain't no food tonight. And so I'm just going to keep going without it. And I've actually, there's been times where we've traveled, we've landed places and there's no food around. I'm like, that's fine. I'll just go to sleep. And that's not ideal for me. I do like to eat later at night so I can fast longer the next day. But so be it. I'm like, I'd rather eat nothing than make a terrible choice unless I planned on doing it. And again, for me, I'm not willing to punt the, the meals I indulge in on some shit just because it was the only thing there. And that's why I say, it's so much easier now having this be my lifestyle because I can pick and choose 
and I can fast and I can put myself in a deficit if I want to do something with friends or family where years ago, trying to be a fitness person, if you will, I was just, I was so stuck in my routine. It, it, there was no flexibility and it. it was really stupid and not knowing there was a better way. But when you're, when I was 25, 26, this is, you know, 10, 11 years ago, that wasn't the option. Like it, all this information wasn't out there. At least I didn't stumble on it until I was that age. And I'm like, okay, well, I can do this fasting thing. And so I can not eat the whole day and then I can work out and I can still go have pizza with their friends and I can kind of like feast and fast. And that's how I do it. So for you out there, how can that help you? Well, I, uh, my mom is coming to town tomorrow and we'll probably do some things with them, like some dinners and, and some treats with those guys, but I can't do it every single day and they're healthy, which is fine. But if we want to go out to dinner even if it's on a random day. So I think we're going to be, we're going to do a little bit of traveling here in Arizona. And there's a restaurant I want to take them to, which is out of town on a Wednesday. Now, normally Wednesday, I would stick to the script, but since they're here, it's a special occasion. So what I will do on Tuesday, we'll eat a healthy dinner. And on Wednesday, we'll go hiking. So a beautiful hike plan for them. And I'll fast the whole day. And then Wednesday, we're having like an earlier dinner, probably like four thirty, five o'clock we'll eat. And I'll indulge and I have some treats and something that I wouldn't normally have because I fasted and I can fit that into my social schedule. So for you listening out there, it's easier to do because you can kind of pick and choose your spots a lot better. It's a lot less to manage. And what I do is kind of the feast and fast. So if I go do something on Wednesday night, if we go out, we have some food that's probably a little bit, you know, when I do it, it's usually more carb heavy, more fat heavy. If I have a beer with them or something, I'm probably going to feast on Wednesday and then I'll have an extended fast on Thursday. So that's probably where I'll squeeze in another 24 hour window of me not eating because I'll, I'll let my levels come down. I'll let my body use up all the, you know, added glycogen, my leptin, all my shit is running on high. It can run off the beer energy, whatever it may be. And I'll do that Thursday. And then I'm back to my healthy eating routine Thursday and Friday and so on. So when you're fasting, it does give you flexibility because you can teach yourself to go without. And even if I eat a super high calorie dense meal on Wednesday, and if I eat 2000 calories at one meal, so what? I'm still in a deficit for the day. It didn't even affect me. So I can you know, crush a whole pizza and wake up and it's like it never had happened. Now, obviously, as you're starting, that's probably not ideal, but you can build those things into your life over time. And then obviously, if you indulge and had a high you know, calorie dinner, you can extend the fast the next day and just drink water and coffee and tea and get your workout in and then get back to your healthy eating. But by having that extended gap in there, letting your body run off the fuel that you just plugged in the night before. And that's the thing too with food. You'll get to the point where sometimes you guys will understand if you're just thirsty or you're hungry. And the example I always give is when we hiked the Grand Canyon rim to rim to rim, that last time back at like, I think we got done hiking at like two in the morning and the last hour and a half, I was like just a fucking zombie. I'm ragged on it because there was no way my body could consume enough calories for as much as I weigh for how much I was burning. And it got to the point where I'm like eating stuff, but my stomach is so just like kind of, I don't want to say torn up, but my stomach was in distress. Like it just, I felt uncomfortable and you're trying to take like these little, like the uh, electrolyte chews and like trail mix, whatever shit you can put in to get fuel. And I would eat something probably every 30 minutes 
and you could tell that it was instant energy. Like I would eat something and within like two minutes, my body would be like, holy shit, this is really what you needed. It wasn't just water. Yet you're you're not dehydrated. You're getting a decent amount of fluid in, but you actually need calories, dude, because you don't have enough energy in the machine to keep this thing running, right? And you guys will start to notice that too, where you fast for these longer periods of time. And then when you eat, you're like, okay, I was getting tired because I didn't have enough food in my system. I was getting tired because I didn't have enough, you know, calories to produce energy in my body. And you really have a level of body awareness when you're fasting that most people don't have, especially when you extend the fast and you say, okay, that I was just thirsty then. That was, that was me starting to get dehydrated. Okay, this was actual real hunger. And that's when, you know, you hear people say it all the time, oh, you know, so-and-so's got to eat, they're starving. I'm like, you just ate three hours ago. You don't know what starving is. You're in, you're in America. You're, a, you're in America. Like, I'm not saying people aren't starving in America. I know there is poverty here and it's terrible and I feel awful about it. But most people you know that have iPhones and live in homes and drive cars aren't starving you're getting confused. You're just used to eating a certain way. You've changed your natural pattern. Your your body's evolving into something that doesn't have to be. And again, there's nothing wrong with eating every three hours. But if you don't eat for four or five hours, you're not starving by any means, especially if you ate normal food the last couple of days. So I do think fasting can, can be beneficial in a lot of ways. Social settings, traveling makes life easier. Uh, if you're a person, well, Jeremy, I have breakfast meetings at work when the world is rolling right. Just drink coffee, dude. You don't have to eat breakfast with people just because they are. And if you want to, it's fine. But you don't have to. I have been to a lot of meetings with people. Well, they'll order breakfast and I just drink coffee. I don't feel awkward. And they shouldn't feel awkward either. I've been to lunch meetings before where it was like too early. And we just we sat and they had a healthy lunch and I just drank coffee. And I'm sure people are like, well, Jeremy, that's super awkward. Well, I'm an awkward person anyway, so I don't give a shit. But it works for me. And then if I want to, if we go to an awesome lunch place, I'll move my fasting window around and I'll eat that lunch and I'll have it with them. So you have the flexibility to do what you choose, but you have to do what works best for you and your schedule and your training and your goals. I just think the biggest thing above everything I listed in the last hour and a half is it teaches you patience. It teaches you to delay gratification and it teaches you to go without. And in the world today, getting people to delay things and learn to go without is is a dying, it's a dying skill. Uh, it, It really is. And it forces you to mentally wrap your mind around, you know, what you really do and don't need in terms of food and energy and intake for the day. And you really start to pick your spots. And when you're like me, eating so few meals per week, you want to make them worth it. So you want to eat things obviously you like that are healthy for you. And then when you do eat something that's outside of the scope of that, you really have an appreciation for it. And I think that goes with just eating healthy in general. I love almost everything I eat. Otherwise, I wouldn't eat it. I'm past the, uh, I don't want to, I'm just eating it just to be healthy. Sure, there's some of that. Like the other night, my wife's like, what are you making for dinner? I'm like, eggs and chicken sausage. She's like, oh, fancy. I'm like, it's not fancy. I'm like, I like it though. And her and I were talking like, we could eat eggs every single day. You know, is it, do we love it? No, I'd rather eat a fucking pizza every single day, but that's not going to get me to where I want to be. And I'm not going to feel and move and look the way I want. 
it's the same thing. Like we eat salads to go a lot, you know, load that bad boy up with chicken. There's a ton of veggies in there and it's salad and it's filling. Is it as awesome as eating a burger and French fries? No, but you do it consistently over time. You're eating things that I like, maybe not as much as I like cinnamon rolls, but you're doing it to be healthy. And so when you're fasting and when you're eating less frequently, you're really just more mindful of your meals. You're more diligent about what you eat and you start to look for things that you actually like. And when you think about it, as I think of the other day, like eating a normal meal, like a salad probably takes me a little bit longer because it's more volume of food and more chewing. But I'll fast today for probably close to 24 hours. It's already one o'clock here right now. And I'm not going to get home to like four and I got work to do. I might eat at five or six. I don't think I ate yesterday till, you know, like six. So it's about a 24 hour fast today and just randomly happened. But I don't have to, I'm going to put it this way. There's so many things we're used to. And I guess what I'm driving at, it doesn't have to be that way, right? Like there's no rules to it. Like you can just find what works for you and your lifestyle and make it your own and be flexible with it. And when you're not eating that many times per week, you, you really just appreciate food and realize like eating is such a small part of your day. It's a big part of our culture and who we are, but it's such a small, small part of our day. So when I get home and if I just eat eggs and chicken sausage tonight and some cauliflower rice and some other stuff, maybe I'll have some rice cakes and peanut butter, uh, maybe some blueberries, my athletic greens, and I might even throw a steak in there. Let's see. I haven't eaten yet today. I'm getting hungry. My point is that won't take me more than 10 minutes to eat total. And if I'm like eating like a quick meal, like chicken sausage, eggs, Brussels sprouts, and like cauliflower rice, that does not take me more than five minutes to eat. In five minutes, it's done. So I've fasted for 20 hours. And I, ate, and I ate within five minutes and it was over. I try to slow it down and appreciate it, but I'm like a, I'm like a wolf, man. I just, I, I scarf it. I'm like my dog, honestly. Like I scarf down, like my dog doesn't like her dry food, but she loves wet food. And I scarf that shit down like in five minutes. And that's what we're talking about. You're really delaying gratification. You're pushing things off. And then you're doing something in these such small windows of time that can, for some people, make or break all of your goals. Because you can be amazing and you can eat perfect all day and it just takes a couple minutes to kind of tank it or throw it all away. And so I do think fasting really makes you think about what you're going to eat, when you're going to eat it, and what it's going to be. And you're just very mindful of the decisions you make. And it gets you into a routine that you manage like every other thing in your life. You manage your finances if you care about them. You manage your workouts if you care about them. You manage the way your kids act and talk and think if you care about them. You manage the way you take care of your teeth. You manage the way you take care of your hair. Like all these other things, we have a, a procedure and a protocol and we're successful at it. And food's even harder than that because all those other things don't have to be done every single day. You don't have to look at your finances every single day. You can, I suggest it, but you don't have to. You don't have to look at your bank account every day. You don't have to look at your credit card statement every single day, but for better or for worse, you have to basically eat every single day and you have to be mindful of it and find something that works for you. And fasting was the thing that worked for me and I think can work for a lot of other people. And it might be the simplest solution to a lot of people's overeating problems, but again, it does take consistency and a lot of self-discipline, which a lot of people don't, uh, don't have, but 
fasting can build it in for you if you're willing to commit to it. So again, if you guys are interested in our 28-day Fasting for Fat Loss program, hit me up. I'm happy to share a small podcast discount code for you guys. It is kicking off in eight days, three hours, and six minutes to be exact. The link is in my Instagram bio. Otherwise, it's dreamyscuffitness.com slash intermittent dash fasting. So hopefully that answered all of your guys' questions. That's a long podcast. I'm exhausted of talking, but hopefully it answered everything in everything about fasting and anything you needed to know, who it's good for, who it's maybe not ideal for, and uh, who might jump into it and who should veer away from it, and all the different kinds of ways you can fast to fit into your lifestyle. So I appreciate you guys for listening always. And those of you guys on YouTube, thank you for watching. And again, if you're not subscribed to the YouTube channel, make sure you guys do that. Just Jeremy Scott Fitness on YouTube. We've got about 1,300 videos on there. It's a lot of videos. And if you happen to be on iTunes right now, stop. Don't be a lazy ass. Please drop us a five-star. Leave a couple of comments. I truly would appreciate it. And share it with a friend or fan member who might want to get into fasting, who is unsure about the fasting world and what it's all about. I'm happy to hopefully educate them to the best of my ability. So I thank you guys. Questions on the fasting program, hit me up. I'm happy to get to it. And uh, I'll probably jump on a podcast Sunday as well with a couple of other things you guys have been asking for. So until next time, eat well, train hard, be nice to people. And please, you guys, keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you soon. Peace.